When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone and welcome to a What A Night four-man lineup today. You've got Jude Summerfield, Hunter Godson, Dan Kilpatrick from the Evening Standard. I'm Ben Haynes and today we are going to be going through the good, the bad, the ugly and the beautiful of a, a difficult one-all draw against Crystal Palace. Kind of, I don't want to say predictable, but I do feel, Hunter, we might have called this one a few weeks ago when we looked at the fixture list. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'd, I'd said it to you, I think, last week as well. I was like, I think this is the one that I see us struggling in because I think... The way that we'd sort of set up in those games, absolutely, everyone everyone was on board with that, but it always felt like it's sort of hard to turn it on and off. And although Spurs played quite well in the first half yesterday, I thought, um, it's that thing of sitting back and inviting teams on. Palace are a good team. And, you know. It's different inviting um, Arsenal one and saying ping 40 crosses into the box and inviting Eze, Zahar, Schlupp. I'm not going to include Benteke in that, but he did have chances. It's, it's, it's a slightly different proposition, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, well, I hate to say I told you so, but <laughs> Go I do on, think... do it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. No, I do think it's been coming. I, I, I agree with Hunter. It's been in the post, this result, hasn't it? And it could easily have happened against Burnley or West Brom or even Brighton. And I think those games are slightly different. I think Palace are a better side and and they put Spurs under more sustained pressure. But I still think this kind of contain and counter approach, relying on the defence to keep a clean sheet rather than, you know, the attackers to score more than one, this kind of get a goal and, and then sort of sit on a 1-0 lead. Mourinho type approach, which has obviously been so effective against Man City and Arsenal and even Chelsea that it's kind of beyond question in those big games. And obviously we know it'll happen against Liverpool on Wednesday night. But I do think in these games against the kind of so-called lesser sides in the Premier League, Spurs should be a bit more front foot. And, and that was my feeling after sort of Burnley and West Brom in particular. And it's my feeling after Palace. I think it had been coming. Jude, any qualms with the result? Or do you think it's fair? Oh, no, it was fair. I mean, we um, we came up against quite an inspired goalie as well, who made mm. three really good saves in the space of five minutes. Um, and, like, even on another day, that might have still been a win. But no, no, no qualm, so to speak. We didn't get wobbed or anything like that. So no, uh, what, no arguments there. What would you have said was the best out of the Gaeta saves? Oh, um... Probably the dire one, just because of the pure heartbreak. Because I thought it was going. In. I was convinced it was going. <laughs> it in. felt like it was flying. It was a brilliant free it, kick as yeah. well, wasn't it? Have you I seen d- the picture of him as well? Because he's like, uh, he's, he's proper screaming. He's, he's, he's a really good goalkeeper. 
All of those, all of those top quality saves. I think maybe, yeah, maybe we'll we'll get into him in a little bit because um, there's definitely a chat to be had around free kicks as well. And oh, I know I goodness. keep bringing this up, but I'm I am 100% going <laughs> going to whack that in, either the the ugly or the bad. But um, good bits. What do people like? Kind of felt like we started well. We started really well. And I, the, one of the things I'd like to sort of I, we started well, and we were using Regulon and Aurier really well. And that we, they were finding a lot of space down the wings, and and we were managing, we were moving the ball patiently, which is what you have to do against a team like Palace, that well organised, you know, two in the middle, just there to break things up. So you have to use the flanks quite well. And in the first half an hour, especially, we were getting a lot of joy from putting it out to them. The deliveries into the box were mixed from Aurea's side. You know, that's always what you're going to get. I thought Regulon was. Pretty superb again. Yeah, that right-footed shot as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think the commentator at the time said it just shows the the confidence this guy has. But I think he he's there's a there's a goal that he scored for Sevilla that was quite similar to that where he cut in and banged it top corner. And I think he does have it in his locker. Um, so I think for the, yeah, for, and it did sort of fade in the second. But again, I'm still struggling to tell what is the opposition playing well and what is us just completely conceding possession and space to them and yesterday felt like I just complete uh, again just being like right we don't think you can break us break us down almost an arrogance like we're so good defensively now but I don't still don't think we're so good defensively it it was definitely deeper wasn't it Mm. it was definitely not as it felt against Arsenal that everything was under control and against City, I think the most I felt that was against City, where everything was like very much under control, and you sort of knew that we were pressing them into the wrong areas. Sort of felt yesterday like we were maybe letting them have the ball in more dangerous areas. Do you feel that, Jude? I yeah, I think so. Um, and especially in those games against um, Arsenal and City, it was more like you were pretty confident that they could hold out, whereas towards the end of that game, it was sort of just like, fingers crossed, just try not to concede at this moment. Um, so it was, a, it was a lot more out of, con- out of control. And yeah, when you have Etze, who was brilliant on the day as well, um, and like Cahill and Kuyati in the box, and Benteke, all just making an absolute nuisance of themselves. Um, I don't think Spurs could really handle the physicality. I did wonder whether there was a... There's an alternative all the, there. All the lateral free kicks as well. Yeah. On the, uh, from the far side, they creep back in. We haven't really seen them recently. But No, yeah. no. I think that's definitely one for the bad, isn't it? Yeah. Dan, any bits that you enjoyed in the performance? Were you at the game? I wasn't at the game. I got back from holiday in the morning, so I watched it uh, on TV and my colleague went. Uh, what did I enjoy... It was a difficult one. I enjoyed the way Spurs started. I didn't hugely enjoy much after that. I think I obviously enjoyed the fact that uh, Kane and Son combined again. Uh, even if it was quite a token combination, it was a kind of Tom Carroll to Gareth Bale type <laughs> assist from Son. Um, but but it, they all count, don't they? And, mm. and that, they're obviously going to break that Premier League record set by Lampard and Drogba of 36. They're on 32 now. They're obviously going to break it probably this year. Yeah. Um, and that's quite a that'll be quite a satisfying moment and and you just wonder how many yeah how many more times they're they're going to combine although having said that it probably won't happen again this season but yeah i mean <laughs> you can't help but just enjoy the way they're 
just kind of feeding off each other at the moment. And they're obviously very aware of it as well, which is, I think sometimes when players become kind of totally aware of that kind of thing, it, it can almost be a bit of a negative because maybe they start to force it and look for each other too often. But I think in this case, they're just enjoying it so much that it's it's really nice to see. I think the um, one of the things that, that was good is after we conceded the goal, there was obviously three gears we could go up. But that kind of leads me on to the bad. <laughs> yeah. Because after the goal, we literally just burst forward and looked like we were tearing Palace apart. Yeah. Go on. I just think that's... I think if Mourinho learned something from the West Ham game, then he should learn something from this game. And I think for me that is... Maybe we need to kill games a little bit more than 1-0. Maybe, maybe he needs to realise that we're not good enough to... Because as as we've said before, it was coming. You know, Brighton had the opportunities, Burnley had the opportunities, West Brom had the opportunities. Like it, this one-all result has been coming, and it is a result of sitting back after going one-nil up and being like, "We don't think you can break us down." As you said, with Arsenal, it felt like a, a level of control. With Man City, it felt almost with Man City, worryingly for Man City. I was more worried about. Like you said, Crystal Palace having the ball around the area, the Man City having the ball around the area, and Zaha being far more a threat than anyone that those two teams had between them, which still says a lot about what what brilliant player Zaha is. But I think what we we have to learn is that you know maybe we have to be more killer in yeah. those in those moments, and we have we are going to have to um, find a way of getting a couple of goals before sitting back, and that's basically been Spurs as long as I can remember Spurs. So two more I would add in to the the bad bits. Um, Things that haven't happened over the course of the last month that suddenly reared their head again. Mm. Sissoko getting an early yellow card and then playing without physicality for the next 50, 60 minutes because he just couldn't be physical because he's walking a tightrope. And Aurier giving away a free kick in an incredibly dangerous position. I'm not suggesting we jump on either player's back, but they're things that we really felt like we got away from, weren't they? Yeah, it's it's more it's more frustration, and I think Jose Mourinho will be really angry with those sorts of things because you've seen the performances those two have been putting out in the recent weeks, and they don't need they don't need to do that. And and he now knows that they they have the ability not to do that. So those moments are laps, lapses in concentration, uh, poor judgment. Things that are really avoidable, and, and you know, Mourinho has spoken a lot about over the years. You know, those those small, you know, little gains that you can make in games, and those are the moments where teams sort of feel like they can get on top of you. And yeah, it's just a, it's more frustration. Like you said, we're not going to jump on anyone. I've jumped on Aurea enough in the last couple of years. I don't need to jump on him now. And uh, I think a conversation will come probably in the summer as to can we be a better team without Sissoko. Does that mean signing someone else or, or uh, someone who can do his job and still be a very capable footballer in the attacking third? He's super glue, isn't he, Sissoko? Whatever <laughs> manager comes in, they think they're going to move him on and then they t- seem to just become like addicted to him. Fellaini. Yeah. Yeah, it's particularly strange because Mourinho kind of came in and immediately said, he's not a centre midfielder, he's a mm. winger. I don't think he's got the control or the kind of quality to play in a midfield too. And I know he's it's more of a three within Domblay now, but he's still basically undroppable in that position now. So Mourinho's been completely won over by Sissoko. I was a little bit surprised on Sunday that he didn't hook him because he, he was quite lucky. There was one foul he gave away that when Palace were offside and I think 
if the flag hadn't gone up, it might have been quite a tight call as to whether it was a second yellow. Yeah. Uh, if it had been in Dombele, he would have definitely taken him yeah, off. But he obviously him. trusts yeah. Sissoko to, to walk that tightrope a bit better. But, you know, I do think it, it was it was good to see Delhi come on, um, which I'm, yeah. I'm sure we might get to. But, you know, there, there aren't enough goals in midfield. Mm. I think Ali Tuido brought it up on the pod a few weeks ago. And it's it's an important point. You know, you're not going to get many from uh, Ndombele and Lo Celso. And, and Hoiberg and Sissoko are never going to score. So... That is an area, uh, Sissoko position is an area where you know, Spurs could definitely upgrade. Jude, what were the what were the bads for you? Was there anything in there that you were like, oh, man? <laughs> I mean, it's just sort of the the manner in which the goal went in. I think because um, I don't think anyone would begrudge Palace for getting a point because they were pretty sharp about the whole thing, mm. and like their two thousand fans sounded like a hundred. I guess you should sort of expect that from Palace but um, the way the free kick was given on on the sideline like I was watching it and I just like my head my hands went into my head and I was like not these lateral free kicks again Mm. and then I I didn't even it was so like crowded in the box that I couldn't actually pick up Lloris like fumbling it that's a good point but like it's it's just like a tad disappointing and, and that's how it went in but they'd obviously hit the post before and Lloris has been so good for like a about a year now, so no point in slagging him off. He's just I, made a mistake. Yeah, I think you got to blame the centre backs there. Mm. Both both centre backs let it go over their head, and it drops. It dro- dies there, and it drops over his head. And yeah, I, th- I I I watched it back a few times, and I thought centre backs got to have that because it's coming down right where you expect your centre back to be, um, and they have to be attacking the ball there. And uh, yeah, Lloris completely unsighted until about it's about a foot away from him. He's got he's got a wall of players in front of him. And like you said, Jude, he's saved us a fair few. And he made in the first half, he made a very smart save for Zaha as well, which took a deflection. And he didn't see. Uh, you know, he's been on. He's they been hit on the post form. as well, hadn't they? It was yeah, like, I think they earned. Yeah. Do you know what? None, none of us are sitting here and thinking, God, how did we not come away with three points? We could have nicked it at the end. There's a very good save from Gaeta from the Harry Kane header. Then there was the free kick. But it's almost annoying knowing that we can just turn it on and off like that because it's like, well, why don't we just go two nil up and then sit back in? And, and, um, and I think that you know, hopefully there will be maybe more of a concerted effort to at least because, and this was something that I was going to maybe put in the. I don't think it's ugly yet, but when we do sit back in like that, it's not. It's not like we have we have zero threat. We've completely lost. We, our ability to keep the ball is non-existent. And we have no threat going beyond the halfway line, so it's really a concession, a complete concession of possession. Like we can, we give it up completely. We just say we're not going to have it. Particularly when you're making the, the the carbon copy substitution at 60 minutes, it's sort of like we're going to take off the person that can relieve the most pressure <laughs> for us, and then invite on more pressure. It's quite a tough situation to to find yourself in. Jude, I was in the same boat as you. I sort of got to when that free kick got given, I was sat there like. Oh no! And I was almost sort of like booing every decision because I was like, "This is just going to lead to a goal." I can feel any free kick now. I feel like we're going we're getting more and more vulnerable. And I feel like as soon as Aurier made that foul, it was a really, I think it was a really clear kind of statement about where the team was at at that point in the game. We were stretching for everything. Mm-hmm. Where everything felt just a little bit further away, or just there was a little bit less organisation, and people were just slightly 
had slightly less control over everything that they were doing and it felt a bit panicked and frenetic. I was watching I was watching the game on on now TV and my dad was doing the same but he was 5 seconds ahead of me. <laughs> and, I hate that. And that is just the most oh, horrible feeling. Yeah. I'm whacking that in the bloody it's ugly. Gross, yeah. It was horrible him going, "Oh for God's sake." And I was like, "Shut <laughs> up, dad." <laughs> I want to be angry in my own time. <laughs> it's so annoying. This is, this is my so life, annoying. man. The WhatsApp groups where people have it either cuz I watch everything streamed. Um, and I have, as all of you will, have mates who on WhatsApp who just have it, have the TV. And so obviously it's like two or three seconds ahead and just getting them at, like, oh, what a, what a goal, what a hit. Like, <laughs> oh, stinker. And I'm just like, oh, there it is then, yeah. <laughs> God's no, sake. I, I, have, I have used that to my advantage before. Like if, <laughs> if I'm on Twitter or something and I see like sick goal, Forever, and then I'm what I've, I've done it when I'm watching my missus, and then they'll, they'll be kind of building out from the back, and I'll be like, I've got a good feeling about this. It looks like a good move. <laughs> I, I can, I can really, Trying I can really see points. a goal coming here. Your missus like, Dan, yeah, you're a goal. genius. Dan, I can see why you work. Yeah, football. she's like, wow, you're genius. <laughs> really yeah, I'm like, I really, stuff. I really saw that. It was really, it was really obvious that was coming to me. Very weird question for you, Dan. You ever do that thing where you're sat in the stadium and you're so used to seeing things pop up on Twitter? Do you sometimes yes. expect to see it on oh Twitter God, before yes. you see it in real life? Yes. I've done yes. this. How sometimes I'll see someone, <laughs> some, someone commenting on the game and I'll think they're ahead of me, even though I'm watching the game live. You're live. <laughs> You're there. Coming... <laughs> <laughs> the speed of light is actually faster than the speed yeah. of Sky Sports. It hasn't reached my eyeballs yet. <laughs> Unreal. I mean, the worst one is being at, at Sunday League and... Like an amazing goal will be scored, and you, you'll somehow expect there to be a replay. You'll be like, oh, I'll never seen that. <laughs> like, Hold on, that. never Back to again. Day two tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was there any other ugly stuff? Is there any other bits that were? I mean, we probably should. I know we've talked about style of play, but we probably should talk a little, a little bit more depth about the way in which we were conceding possession. Because it got, I'd say, it got to a point where it was like, hang on, we haven't been doing this for the past six to eight <clears> weeks. <throat> When we were just smashing balls into their half and then going, right, okay, recycle, let's go. I think the Arsenal again. game was a bit like that. Yeah, so do I. I think Arsenal was yeah, a bit like actually, that. That's, yeah. It definitely got to that point, didn't it? Well, But we were 2-0 up in that one. Yeah. I've got to say, I, I think it looked I think it looked tired, which, which concerned yeah, me exactly. yesterday. I think, I think everyone looked leggy. Um, yeah, 100%. And... There was this feeling that Spurs could sit on a one 0 lead because they'd done so well in, in sitting on leads against City and Arsenal, uh, and honestly, yeah, it, it didn't work. But I think the, the lack of control was, was partly just players, you know, making sloppy touches, making sloppy passes, and and squandering possession too easily, which kind of concerns me. I think you know, Liverpool will be in the same boat, and there'll be that kind of extra motivation and adrenaline from it being such a big game. Um, but I did, you know, I was kind of watching at home, wondering why Mourinho wasn't making more changes. And, mm. you know, maybe that's something to think about. You know, he seems to have reverted to this kind of core in the league of almost sort of 14 or 15 players, which was exactly what he did after Project Restart, even when he had five subs. He made the same changes. You know, occasionally, like, Vertonghen would come on in stoppage time, but otherwise it was always the sort of same team, same changes. Yeah. And he's doing that again, and I, I don't think this is a season where he can really do that you know so at some point I think the into the proper integration of, of Bale uh, yeah. 
the proper use Ill, of, right? of Lo Celso and perhaps Delhi. Yeah, he, he was ill apparently. Um, but I think there's you know there, there's a number of players we all know who they are. Um, <laughs> apparently, apparently it was uh, yeah a non-COVID Ill- illness was was the briefing from the club I saw. Yeah. But I think that there's there's quite a few players who I think I'd like to see just trusted more in the league, and I think it, w- it would benefit the squad overall. Did you look at the bench and think it was a bit weird yesterday? I was sort of looking at it and I was like, there is no midfield option here. If we want, other than Delhi, which was great to see Delhi on the mm. bench, we'll come to him in a second, but I looked at, when I saw Sissoko was on a yellow, I looked and thought, who are we going to bring on? And then I was like, there is, there's not an option there in the same way. Because if you're going to make the change to Celso and Dombele at 60 minutes, there's not another alternative there. But I think you've sort of answered, answered your own question that that's why Sissoko has to play. Because we don't have another Sissoko in the squad, and I think the you know the option would be um, probably Harry Winks, right? Who doesn't offer you anything anything close to what Sissoko can offer you? Hey, we'll put in the work, and he's I, I really like Harry Winks as a player. I don't think it's going to happen for him at Spurs. Was he even on the bench yesterday? No, so he's gone. Yeah, right? He's so. gone. Um, I think he he's just like the version of Sissoko for a possession team, right? And Sissoko's. Mm. Perfect for a non-possession team, but if you're going to have lots of the ball, then Winks will, will do a job for you. If you're not going to have lots of the ball, then Tosoka will do a job for you. And yeah, it's pretty clear which direction Spurs are going in. <laughs> Would have been nice to have Lamella yesterday, wouldn't it? Yeah, someone like uh, Lamella yeah. to slow well, it down. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I, th- I think we should start trying to use Vinicius more. Yeah. I have to say that's one. I, that's one I would like to see start to. But I I don't see dropping Kane in into the into the 10 role and getting him to sort of run around midfield smashing people up that's he's good at it like you know play to the strengths put Vinicius up top give us extra legs who can run down those balls over the top because I love Kane but he's got to a point now in his career where he knows he can't run down every ball or at least he shouldn't for the good of his legs and so I I think it's a bit weird how little action Vinicius has seen in the Premier League um but like you said, yeah, Dan, Dan's right. He's going to have to start trusting more players in this squad sooner rather than later because it's about to get very thick and fast for the old Spurs boys. On the beautiful side, it was really nice to see Delhi come back, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it was. was. It was really, gorgeous. really nice to see him come back and like, win that free kick on the edge. Oh, God, I've left something out of the ugly that we need to talk about. I've brought this up on the pod like 10 times. Someone has got to talk to Harry Kane about free kicks. Someone has got to talk yeah. to him about it. Eric Dyer's pinged one from 25 yards and brought a worldie of a save. That was the only free kick he's had for about three, four weeks. It was a like, lovely free yeah. kick as well. I'm not suggesting that he he's a perfect free kick taker, yeah. but if Gary About three, Pella, four Eric years. Yeah. yeah. It was good. It was Dyer's, a good free I haven't kick. seen Dyer take one for ages. Getting it, it up and down kick. like yeah. that is, is difficult. Mm. Right? Like, it, it, yeah, I, to- it, I totally agree with Ben. Yeah. Kane had one. That was about thirty odd yards out, so quite far for a free kick taker, anyway. And he, it wasn't like it was close. It was like Does it was like fade? me taking a free kick. It was like it was a it went. He was trying. Do you know what? I don't. I don't doubt that in training, Harry Kane scores free kick after free kick after free kick. But it is very different. And you know, he has now taken what 10, 12? It, like in the last few months, and the way that none you know, have even gone. If you look at his uh, the top uh, goal scorers in the league, mm. if you look at his conversion rate, it's abysmal. And he's had a load more shots than most other people. And that's not coming from open play. Yeah, you well. know, we're sitting, we're sitting relatively deep. He's probably only having 
somewhere in the region of two to three shots a game open play wise if that Free kicks, he's probably taking two to three a game. He's not hitting them on target. What he should be doing, he should be looking at what the goals that Vinicius scored in the week and going, right, can I get the scraps yes. off of a free kick? Because if you have Gareth Bale or Eric Dyer, I mean, it's going to be Gareth Bale if he's on the pitch, slapping them towards goal, there's a good chance the keeper's parrying that back into your area, Harry Kane, where you can pounce and and, and push it in. But like like you said, it's someone. <laughs> there was a lot of Spurs Twitter sort of was saying... If if the squad loves Harry Kane, they'll tell him to just ease off, just have a day off, mate. Because really you're brilliant the, at everything else. <laughs> yeah, he really fancies the the Bale Ronaldo sort of free kick approach, doesn't he? Mm. Like to try and get all the swerve and dip and anything. But I can't actually recall when he's gone close with one, bar like the Villa, the Villa goal, like Deflection. three or, or like he five years ago now. Last year, but it was just a shot, and it went round the wall. And hit the post. It was just like a curled shot. It wasn't like that's a free kick at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's you what I was thinking. Rather than swerving them into Rosette. <laughs> we tried to. We tried a set piece as well yesterday. Did you remember that? <laughs> Which one? We tried a set piece. Oh, yeah. where we stood two players oh, in front of the no, ball, went down, no. digged it into yeah, the air, and then he crossed it to no one. I was like, God, lads. Textbook, <laughs> lads. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, no, no, right. Yeah. I don't, the other thing is, I remember him scoring. Do you remember he had that goal drought a few years ago, and then he broke it um, against Man City in September from a rebound from a free kick. It's exactly what you're yeah. saying. Be in the dangerous areas. Let someone else mm. smash the ball. You can just chill in the box. Anyway, let's get on back to the beautiful stuff. It was really nice to see Delhi back on the pitch, and he actually won that free kick. You know, having cute tight possession. At that point in the game, was really really beneficial. You think maybe you could have done with that fifteen minutes earlier. Yeah, it was nice to see, you know. I, I think all of us on this pod would really like to see more of Delhi in the squad. And I and I genuinely, you know, with no bias, I thought he improved us when he came on. I think he had a I think he had a good ten minutes that might get him game time on Thursday. Um, not Thursday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It might get him game time on Wednesday, but. I think it'll go back to Dan's point again. I just don't know if he trusts him, and 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 so, unfortunately, I, I can see Delhi still going out, maybe on loan in January. Um, but do you, do you think I don't think Dan's so come on, on I was going to say there's kind of no debate over Delhi anymore, from what I can see, you know, in the Twitter sphere and talking to other Spurs fans. I think. Almost everyone agrees that he shouldn't be in the starting eleven. That there's just not really a a place for him in Mourinho's system as it stands, and he's just not played well enough over the last few years to merit that. But I think everyone also agrees that he'd be a decent option from the bench, given that he offers midfield goals and he offers something a bit different. So Definitely. I think most people are sort of on the same page with with Delhi, and it looked like maybe Mourinho would was approaching that position or is approaching that position himself by putting him on the bench ahead of an apparently fit Vinicius on Sunday. So I think that the situation going forward, you know, no no one would have any kind of issues with that if, if he was using Delhi a bit cleverly. I just think he's I just think he's overlooked him and, and as I said before, that there just aren't a lot of midfielders in the squad who are going to score goals. So when you've got a situation like Sunday when you know, Son's being really marked out of the game. Bergwijn, his numbers aren't great this season, are they? You know, no. he's he's mainly no. just doing running. He's the new um, Lucas. So when you've got, 
<laughs> yeah, he's sort of slightly bulkier, classier <laughs> Lucas. Um, so I think you know there's there's a place for Delhi, and I'd like to see you know, Mourinho use him as he did on Sunday, preferably for a bit longer, more often. Jude, do you reckon a bit of a message there that there's a way back in? I hope so. I hope so because it like seeing the chat of PSG loans in January just kind of makes me feel a bit sad. It's not really like the move I would have wanted for Delhi like three or four years ago when he was smashing like 10, 18 league goals in a season. Um, but yeah, he did he did really well. And the, I think the first thing he did when he came on was make like a, uh, a last line or second last line of defence tackle that was sort of like Bobby Moore-esque. Obviously didn't say that at the time because it was, it was sort of just like, oh, just hang your foot here and I might get a little bit of the ball. Oh, I did get the ball. Mm. Um but yeah, he was uh, he was helping Link play in the in the final third. And he won that free kick as well. Um, yeah, he, he's he's it's just an, like an emotional attachment almost. So yeah, mm. want to see more of him for sure. I wouldn't hate seeing him at PSG. I've said that to you before. Just enjoy that I, version. Yeah, of I just it. would quite like to see him just having a nice time in Shit, Paris. Can Neymar's out well, for yeah, he's, <coughs> what, what, what Do you know what that was? Well, it just it looked like an ankle. It looked injury. like his ankle. Yeah, but, like, I think they was... said it might be a sprain. Oh, okay. Up there, so I don't, might not be that bad. I had uh, I had two more things said to the beautiful, and they were just individual moments. The first one was Hoybier celebrating the ball <laughs> smash into Harry Kane's face from a free kick. It was a wall, <laughs> and Harry Kane was in the wall and jumped, and it hit him in the face. And Hoybier was like, his head towards yes! it, didn't he? Yeah, he like, did. It was like... brilliant. And then obviously it's the Ndombele. wait before you say it. <laughs> when you compare that to what happened with Fulham, what do you mean? Well, like Fulham conceded a penalty. Because they, because um, yeah, uh, yeah. Bubba Kamara uh, turned away from the yeah, ball yeah. with his arm out. But that's know? Harry Kane, though. In what a legend! Show, Harry what Kane would literally legend. throw his <laughs> throw his heart at the ball if he could. Um, Give him free kick responsibilities for defending. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> could exactly. be in charge of that, Harry. <laughs> could be in charge <laughs> Take of that. that bit. First man in the wall, Harry <laughs> Kane. Come on, in you get. You can line up the wall uh, yeah. with Hugo. Um, and then obviously it was the Ndombele. Rabona through ball, <laughs> which is just like an outrageous. So outrageous. Through, uh, Welcome to the to circus, do. baby. You know that's you know people ask what sort of football do I like? Not so much as a game plan as those individual moments. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yes, perfect. So, so much airtime on oh, it as well. It was brilliant. Lovely. Got and altitude. then he got he got um, taken off like two <laughs> minutes later. So, uh, uh, it was um, yeah, but I thought I thought again yesterday. I thought it was tidy in possession didn't find that killer pass that we sort of needed in the first half an hour and the, but then again sat off and I really don't think that plays to his strengths at all um, which maybe we'll you know we're not going to change it against Liverpool that's for certain um, and I do think maybe I should have said this in ugly but it did feel slightly like get the goal sit in we've got Liverpool on Wednesday so let's just see this out rather than get the goal push on keep playing um, which you can understand but you know Liverpool dropped points so in a way you know we, we, it was a bit of a free hit yeah another beautiful thing we're still top of the table still top of the table Arsenal lose to Burnley <laughs> we're going to put that in the view. that's just stunning Arsenal's result did did absolutely make my it, weekend it was I have weird to say. the whole weekend <laughs> so off funny. the back of that <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> dropping points then Arsenal losing to Burnley and the implosion that's going on at the same time, it was the, the the fallout from their loss was was just I completely forgot all about our result because the, the red card for Jacker was when they were so on top 
so like ridiculously on top. Should have been two or three up. And then El Nene should have been sent off. The goal is an own goal from your own captain. Who hasn't scored from open play since the first day and first game of the season. Thank you. That's fine. That'll do for the weekend. Delicious. Crack on on Liverpool. One thing I would just add to that as well. I definitely feel as if we're a side now that can get over results like Palace very quickly. I think that's... uh, you know, a part of Jose Mourinho, right? The the ability to just move on from, and that's something that he he really instills this one game at a time attitude that I think the players really buy into. Because after the game, Hoybier was full of praise for them, which which just shows it's like a right, okay, yeah, we drew onto the next one. All right, fine. Which I think is a really healthy way of, which is you know, again, if, when we're just talking about Arsenal. Every game is like a cup final. Like it's all or nothing. It's too much weight. It's too isn't much it? weight. Yeah, it's too much mm. weight. And and you see that in the way that people people play football. Um, yeah, I, I I I think one last beautiful and it sort of it's a it's a go between for me. Uh, beautiful and bad is that as you said before, the ability to turn it back on is and and that's going to be really important. Um, for us going forward because we will concede goals we'll, we'll go 1-0 down in a game eventually it feels like we haven't done that in a very long time but we will go down haven't one. done it since United well so there you go um, but it does give me hope as a Spurs fan that oh we can then just really impose ourselves on teams and we can create two goal scoring opportunities you know which is where Mourinho last year if we went one down, I was like, I don't know how we, uh, how we get back into this game. I think I think that's changed, and um, yeah, it's a, it, although you know it wasn't a great result. We, we got bought out of jail, so you know we move on. So AOB, let's do Wolfsburg in Europa League. Now that couldn't have been a better draw, really. If when you're looking at the teams that were left, Jude, was that sort of your thought process when you saw where they were in the Austrian league? Yeah, well, yeah, I had a little look at, uh, to see how they were doing, and it looks like it's been a bit of a struggle for them this season. Uh, I had a look at their main goal threats as well. Um, one of them is a 35-year-old central midfielder, not to slag him off or anything, <laughs> but, you know, he's, yeah, four goals from Too five late. appearances. Too late. Too late. I just like getting the... Uh, double down, like, dude, double yeah. down. <laughs> No, I just like getting I just like getting the uh, not to slag someone off in after I've slagged them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alice Stephen Fletcher the other no week. Offense. Yeah. yeah. I'm not judging him, but he's crap. Yeah, I'm not judging, but seriously. <laughs> Four goals, five appearances. No strike rate, is it? Um Yeah, I thought I thought it was as good as it as it could be. And you mm. saw um United and Arsenal uh get some really tough draws with um Benfica and Social. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. Sociedad, Sociedad's a horrible one for United. Yeah, They've been playing That's some really beautiful stuff. Wouldn't, wouldn't wish mm. it on anyone. It's as good as it could be, I think. I don't think anyone's going to pretend to have a, an extended knowledge of what Wolfsburger are like. Um, but you did. look at their league. league <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Jude, of course, who's been watching the, who's been watching the Austrian league <laughs> religiously this this, uh, this year. Um, but yeah, it's a good, it's a really good draw. It's one of those that you don't have to put too much mental energy into, and I think that would be really important for the squad. Also, it's not for a very long time now, right? It's not till February the 18th and the 25th. You said right, so we really do have a long time now to concentrate on the league and the league cup, which which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, and then I mean Liverpool, first versus second, 
This is the big one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Squeaky bum time. Do you know what's annoying is that Southampton and Leicester both did very well at the weekend. So it doesn't have that air of like, oh, well, a draw at Anfield would be a great draw. Because then suddenly the conversation gets a bit broad, doesn't it? If Leicester win again, Southampton win again, which I fully expect Southampton to do given their opposition. Um, <laughs> that, Woolwich. That, 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 leave, that annoyingly sort of leaves that feeling of, oh, it's wide open. I don't want that. You want it a two horse? You yeah, want it two, two horse already? I don't want it's wide open where, like, when we're going to play Leicester at the weekend. Mm, okay. Okay. And, you you want it to be like we're the big boys coming into town? Yeah. And... Like Leicester to Leicester to have dropped points against Bright against Brighton would have been lovely, but they played him off the park, and James Madison looked brilliant as well. Yeah, that's that was worrying. He he did look very good. Um, but you know, I still think come the end of the season, it will be Liverpool. The team to beat. We're looking at the, the, the team to beat will be Liverpool. Um, I, Do you I think, think Matip's injured? By the way, we they, said it, they said it was an injury. So no an injury. No Jota. No Matip. Potentially Henderson and Fabinho at the back. Yeah, I, look, there's not going to be a better <laughs> time much to, more. Yeah, you, yeah, to play this Liverpool yeah. side. Uh, they are, they are ravished. Like we we can't pretend that we're playing Liverpool's best team. In in theory, we should we should beat this team, the team that they're going to be able to put out. But you know, never rule anything out. Is what, you know. I suppose you got. What will it be in midfield? Jones, Vinealdum, and Cater. Cater. Oh, no, Cater's out as well. Jones. Uh, so Henderson will drop into the centre back rather than the young. What about the young guy? Maybe wasn't he injured the other week as well? Honestly, I can't keep up. But let's but let's face it, it's, it's their front three that's yeah, yeah exactly the danger, isn't it? And exactly. they're, they're still going to have Mane, Salah, and Firmino. That that's still a world class front line. Mm. And I still worry about Spurs' defence more than any other area of the pitch. You know, I still think, you know, I, I don't know that they, they've kind of proved me wrong, and they've been a lot more solid than than I expected, but. I still think it, you know, it slightly concerns me when you know Aurier plays the way he did against Palace. I actually mm. thought Regulon looked quite loose against Palace. I, what, someone was praising him earlier, but I thought first half an hour, Dan, come of, on. He, he just—he's <laughs> great, but he—he he, looks—he just looks quite raw to me. Still, yeah. no, it is. He, raw. I think right. we, we mentioned erratic. it on the pod a couple of weeks ago. He, he, you know, he almost looks like somebody who's not really watched much Premier League football before mm-hmm. at times, which is fair enough because he probably hasn't. But yeah. you know, I, I like him a lot, but. Yeah, that I think it's a good, a good time to play Liverpool, and I almost feel more confident in the, the approach that we know Spurs are going to play than you would against a kind of Palace or Burnley because it just it just works in these games, doesn't it? And and if the City and Arsenal and Chelsea games show anything, it's it's that we can sort of trust this system. I do know what you mean, though, Dan, because it's felt as if at times we've been defending with with six players, so it's it's difficult to sort of. Fully praise the defensive four when you've had Sissoko and Hoybier sitting on their toes as well. So it's been a really, really compact unit. Mm. And also with the Regulon thing, I, I think one of the things that I notice is when he bombs forward and you think, well, this is going really well, he doesn't have the off switch in his head yeah. where he thinks, where he should think, if I take a bad touch here, I'm so far out I've of position. I've a lot of room behind me. Yeah, that's where playing for Severe, you don't have to worry about that because you have, they swarm. We don't swarm. So when we, when Spurs lose the ball, there's a big gap there. So Sissoko has to do a lot of that covering. Um, 
Yeah, going going back to Liverpool, they you know if there's one team who knows how to play against a, a, a team who sits in and sits deep, it's Liverpool. It's this Liverpool t- side, and they sort of proved that. Leicester tried to frustrate them a couple of weeks ago. And they just tore them to shreds. They just completely tore Mm -hmm. them to shreds. And Leicester have been frustrating teams, playing deep and sort of getting people on the counter-attack. They've been doing it for years, but they've been doing it well recently, especially this season. It did slightly worry me because Liverpool were so patient in possession, but then they get the even like a sniff of a gap or a chance, and they were you know they're they're killer, they're deadly. Saw that with Henderson's chance yesterday, didn't you? He just lingered in a in a dangerous area, and then suddenly he was in. If he was a better finisher, that game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, although I think that is basically the only way to play against Liverpool at the moment, I'm also acutely aware that they are the best team in the league at breaking that down. Fingers crossed, Tongi Masterclass. (laughs) (laughs) Just has one of those games where he just wants everything. Like, he just wants to dominate. I can see a weird Mourinho choice coming in, like Deli Alley, false nine with Kane playing centre-back or something. I'm getting that vibe as well. And I'm desperate to see a Jurgen Klopp back of the head tap at the end of the game. Yeah, you want a little Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Nah, cheers, mate. Nah, cheers, nah. Good game. Where'd you get your teeth done? Yeah, Yeah. nice one. Straight down the camera while he does it as well. (laughs) Just to pick up on Hunter's point, I'm I'm kind of starting to miss the old kind of random curveballs for the big games. I mean, Poch loved it, didn't he? Just yeah, like, he did. Yeah, I'm, ch- I'm chucking this into the mix. Son's playing so left wing nice. back. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. yeah, that worked. Kyle Walker, Peters at Camp Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I just, I mean, there, there was a day. bit of there was a bit of that at Liverpool last year when Mourinho employed the the legendary double right back. Um, so I would like to see Jaff it. I would no, like I to see just to just to kind of mix things up. I would quite like to see just just, just a yeah. random curveball. But There's that doesn't really to be seem. Like I said earlier, that's not really yeah. the style at the moment, is it? Surely there'll be some rotation because yeah. you can't. They just like Dan said, they're just a little bit tired. I, I think no. I think he's got his first eleven, and that's it. But it does make us predictable as well in in, in ways. Um, I think the only player that is uh, you know in or out at the moment is right back and right wing and there yeah. you know if Gareth Bale plays or if uh, I think Bale plays Doherty plays yeah is this the do you think he's sort of sort of like a go on to prove it baptism of fire like you haven't been amazing but you love the big occasions but the, the you always did for that, Madrid I think saying he's got an illness and committing to saying that it's not Covid and that he's not even on the bench because Hugo Lloris was ill the other week yeah, and he yeah, started. And he played, yeah. You know, it's like I just like I'm hoping that it's a little bit of like the classic yeah. House of Cards style. Do they? Don't they? Will yeah. they? Won't they? Dan, just one last question: Is double right mm. back the antithesis to high right back? <laughs> I think they, they, they can they can both work, can't they? <laughs> just, just make, play double right high, double full high back. right back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, double right back just offers a bit of protection if you are going to play high right back. Yeah, you send yeah. one of them up, but you've still got one back. God, that uh, was so funny. I could see regular on Ben Davis. That's what yeah, I genuinely could see. Could be a five at the back, that. couldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That could be interesting. I think like the, the chances are the the odds say that we'll play like we did last year, and we just got to hope that Lacelso puts in that cross at the back post this time, yeah. and not and we'll and get not a chance. I think that's what that's one thing that. The, oh, I the, think we're so much. Team. Be- yeah. We're so much better. It's, yeah. it's, it's chalk and cheese. Cause the way, I mean, last year, there, there were no... Was there Kane? Was there Son? Was there, was there I anyone? I don't think there was Son. No, I don't think there was Kane, but I think there was Son. 
I've got memories okay. of Lucas Mora chasing down balls. Against Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. I also have memories, memories of, of this. Of balls being pumped over the top and <laughs> yeah. Lucas Mora just like shaking his head as he charged after the 15th <laughs> one. Sort of blowing. The umpteenth long ball. Yeah. Um, well, as Dan said, we're a much better team now than we were then. Liverpool have been giving away chances like they weren't last year. If you got a chance against Liverpool last year, it felt like, oh, you've got to take it. And then it's gone. Uh, so... Um, I mean, their fear uh, factor's gone, isn't it? It's not. They're, they're still a top side, and I still yeah. expect them to, you know, be pushing 80, 85 points. And the question is, you know, can Spurs and Chelsea <clears throat> better that or match that? Uh, but Chelsea's not, your number three, Dan. Chelsea are the one you're. I think so. I'm with. not. I'm not as concerned about Saints and Leicester. I, I just don't think they'll have the squad depth over over the course of the, the campaign to sort of go the distance in the top four. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it'd be Chelsea. And Man City, I think, can only improve, can't they? I'm with you. Um, yeah. But I just don't think Liverpool have, the, have that fear factor anymore. They're, they're still a top side. But w- when Spurs went there last year, I mean, you'd have absolutely snapped um, your hand off for, for a Lo Celso chance to equalise in the last minute. You know, that was about the, as best you were going to get. And it, mm. now I think Spurs could easily go up there. And as, as Hunter says, on paper, you know, it's, it's almost like that they, they should be favourites. Wow, that is the confidence. Don't say it, Dan. So much pressure on Spurs. You said it. I did say it. Just go and walk it now, boys. Uh, <laughs> right. much pressure on those lads. Great fun today. Thank you so much, Jude, Dan, Hunter. Um, check us out on Twitter as well. Make sure you follow everyone on social. If you could leave us a review, very much appreciated. Get involved. We'll hopefully have a. a, a combined preview with some of the lads from the Gagan Press podcast which is our Liverpool podcast Uh, look out for that over the course of the next 24-48 hours and fingers crossed the boys go out there and get the job done on Wednesday night see you next time Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.